0: Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues.
1: What have I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your
0: Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course.
1: Now watch this Proverbs 22 verse 17. It says, bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise. Proverbs 22 verse 17. You there? And apply thine heart unto knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if thou will keep them within thee. He says, now I want you to keep these words in you. It's a a pleasant thing. He says, watch this now. They shall with all be what? They shall be what? Fitted in thy lips. They shall be with all what? Fitted in thy lips that thy trust may be in the Lord I've made known to thee this day, even to thee. Here's what, here's what Solomon, uh, or the writer of Proverbs, was saying. He said, I'm going to show you how to up your trust in the Lord. He said, get, get his words and begin to meditate on the word that, he's, that the Lord has given to you. He said, and do it to the point where, watch this now, the word will be fitted in your lips. When you speak the word, it's going to sound like you should be saying that. But it goes another step. How many of you have ever worn clothes that weren't your own? Okay. Now, when I was growing up, I remember, I remember Dad had gotten to the point one time where Dad said, you know what? Um, no. He said, I'm not going to keep buying clothes. You than him. You give him your clothes. You get new clothes. And there are other times I, I'll go to Dad, and, and Dad, Dad had a, a very interesting way of training us. I used to wait till the very last minute to ask Dad when I needed new shoes, because I didn't want him to go with me. I want him to give me the money. And if he was busy, I know he'd just give me the money. I'd go buy my shoes. So I always wait till the last minute. And one day, um, Dad says, you know, we're going to church tomorrow. And I said, well, I can't go because I don't have shoes. He looked at me. He said, well, you got shoes. You got shoes. I said, no, no, sir. And I brought my shoe to him. Listen, the, the uh, sole is separated from it. I said, not, and I, done, I helped him. <laughs> it, it started, and I helped him go to the rest. I showed him. I said, no, I can't wear this. So he says, come. He takes me to his bedroom. And <laughs> back, the Dad was a soul brother. This is in the 70s. He goes up on the shelf and pulls out this pair of gold shoes. <laughs> Say, this is what you're wearing to church tomorrow. I looked at them shoes. Now back then, now, today it's cool to have pointed-toe shoes, but back then it wasn't. You'll be abused by your peers for wearing pointed-toe shoes. And so he gives me these shoes, and I said, I can't wear these. And I put them on, I said, but they're too big. As God liveth, and I know he's watching me by string faith. Like, don't say it's not true. He took paper and stuffed them in the shoe and made me wear them. <laughs> that never happened to you, right? He's stuffing, and here I'm going to church like this, <laughs> like, like flapping, like big ocean. I, I was grieved the whole time, but you know what I learned? There's a difference in wearing what's mine that's fitted to me, and wearing what belongs to somebody else that's not. Even if you stuff it with something else, the Bible says they, the words, will be withal or completely fitted in your lips. In other words, when, now watch this. When, when, when the battery is seated in the right place, in the right direction, it provides the power it's supposed to give. You could have the battery in the flashlight, but it's not pointing, to, it's not, the positive It's not to the positive or negative, and it won't work. You say, well, I, can, I put the batteries in and it didn't work. These batteries are no good. It's not the battery, it's the user. The directions for the battery is the plus goes to the plus, positive to positive, and negative goes to negative. It's the, the flashlight will work if you put it in right. So what are we going to do? Well, I don't fear taking these batteries out. Well, your flashlight won't work. And I'm saying to you until the word of God becomes fitted in your lips, turn in the right direction, where, where when you speak the word, it's not just the word that God said, now it's your word that God said. When that happens, watch things begin to change in your world. Okay? Now, Let's, let's see how much of this we can get in today. And, and, and listen, if you don't have to leave, don't leave. Go in your Bible, so John chapter 6, verse 63. You must speak the word of God out of your mouth. Jesus was clear in John 6, 63, when he explained to the disciples that the word of God is to be spiritually understood and it contains life. Now, this is the part that I was praying, God, help us. The words of God contain life. Jesus said, everybody lift your voices, read it real loud. Ready? Read. It is the Spirit that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Read it again slowly. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. Put the New Living Translation up there, please, quickly. Read again. The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I've spoken to you. Are and life. Now, Jesus said, The words I speak to you. In, in, in the original Greek, it says this They are spirit and they give life. The words I speak to you. Now, go back to King James. I want to show you something because I want to teach you how to use your King James Bible. You see that word quickeneth? In the old Pentecostal church, when I first got saved, uh, and I'm not gonna do the demonstration today, I've done it so many times, but you know, how many of you know what, I, what they call a quickening? Have you ever seen a quickening? You see that level, now, now I'm not hating, I'm, I, I, again, I'm ordained Pentecostal, but that's the ignorance we're dealing with. So a person would go, go have this little emotional re- response, called a quickening, hey, hey! And that's the quickening. No, it's true. In the middle of a conversation, Hey, you know, I mean, I see kind of here's what troubles me with that. It's while there is a measure of churchiness to it, there's no life in it. And someone will sit here and get offended I don't appreciate him doing that. Well, this is the word we're dealing with. The word quicken it means to, means to, to um, excite or stimulate or, or to provide impetus to, to, get, get, to give life to. It doesn't mean the labor we put on it. Jesus said, the word does quicken you. He said, give life to you. That's right. That's right. Here's the problem in the church. We don't believe that. You don't believe it. We don't believe that the words that God speaks give life. In John chapter one, I want to show you how powerful it is. Let me show you, I'm, I'm going to spend the rest of my time building this case right here. God now sends, matter of fact, when you read the gospel of John, the gospel of John is different from every other uh, gospel, of the four gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The, the writers are called the four evangelists. What, what you miss is, when John writes this book, many of you have heard me say this before, It was the last book that he wrote. He wrote the three epistles, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And then he wrote the Gospel of St. John when he was pastoring the church in Ephesus. John was one of them guys. He had walked with Jesus from a young age and he grew up in the ministry with Jesus. Jesus dies and he was heartbroken. He's the man that ran away naked when they tried to grab him and strip his clothes from him. So when when the disciples are being martyred, they try to kill, kill John. Eventually they put him in a pot of boiling oil and it didn't kill him. So what they decided to do was exile him to the island of Patmos. So he goes to Patmos, he has, a, he has the, the revelation of Jesus Christ, he documents this revelation. And when he comes back now after the death of the emperor, he comes back to the mainland and there's a new doctrine called Gnosticism. Where people weren't saying that they didn't believe, they were saying, well, we really don't know. And they, they start this whole teaching about Jesus being a figment of people's imagination. They say, well, we believe to this point, we believe that people imagine him and it's a good thought. And so John now is in a Roman province. He's, he's dealing with these people and how he starts his, he doesn't start with a Christmas story. He, re, he realized, um, Paul said, the Jews require a sign to believe. The Romans or the Greeks require wisdom. So Paul comes back now and this whole scene is about knowledge. Um, by the way, the word Gnosticism uh, means, means knowers or an agnostic is a person that doesn't know. Everything is about knowledge and words, rhetoric. That's why philosophers came from, Socrates and all these guys. They came from this era of time. So John comes back and the way the Spirit of God moves on him is to say, don't speak against what they're saying, use their analogy to prove my point. So he starts out, in the beginning was the word. When he said that, all the Greeks and Romans go, okay, we, we could get with that. Talk to us some more. He said, the word was with God. It's okay. The word was God. They go, wow, it's deep. He starts to, de- to develop a thought of how he lights every person who comes into the world, the purpose of his Then he says this in verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. When he said that, he blew their minds. Because what they understood was the word, word, logos, is, is an ideology, an idea, a thought, a concept. He said, wait a minute. So so this God took his concept and put it in a person? Brilliant. So you mean if he doesn't really talk per se to us, what he does, he sends this person, and whatever the person does and says, that's what he's doing the. saying? John is like, yeah. At the end of his book, he says, these things are written that you may know. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and by believing you have life in Him. And people got saved from that because He conceptualized something that they already knew a word. Now, let me show you something. How powerful is God's word? He took His word, put it in His Son, and He says, I want to, He said, for everyone that have ever heard my words, here's what I want, this is proof positive. He says, My word has stood the test of death. And death couldn't stop my word. You know when something is tested with death and wins, that's some strong life. When Jesus said, watch this now, here's what Jesus said. The words I speak to you, they are spiritual words. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The spirit gives life. The the life. The The spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they release life. So when I open my mouth and speak the word of God, after it's fitted in my mouth, into my situation, it releases the life of the spirit into my situation. Okay? How many of you follow me? No, no, we're going to get this today. By the grace of God, we're going to get it all. Now go to Hebrews chapter 4. Real, real quick. A whole bunch of scripture. We've got about 10 more minutes. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. When you're there, signify by saying amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Okay, it's on the screen. Look up quick, quick quickly. Put the amplified version of the Bible, please. Everybody read out loud with me. Ready? Read. For the word that God speaks is alive. Stop. One more time. For the word that God speaks is alive. Stop. It's alive. It's alive. But on the pages of your Bible, it appears dead. And here's the reason why it's because it requires a beating human heart to come to life. It requires a, what's now, a believing heart. And it requires a voice. God cannot speak from heaven, his word into the earth, and change anything. What, according to the laws of the spirit, God is not a physical being. The physical earth, the book of Psalms says, was given to the sons of men. And the sons of men made Satan the God of this world. So when God wants to do anything in the world, he has to come through a physical person. So you, watch this now, you follow the Old Testament, you hear God saying, hearken unto the voice of my word. Unto the, unto the what? The voice. the voice of my word. We can't hear him. No, he says, it's not me. He says, my word, I sent my word, but I'm going to send someone among you who will give voice to my word. You hearken to the voice of the word. He says, you're going to have results.
0: Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Heart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. <laughs> Why, yeah. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you can hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God. Pastor Hart Ramsey. To receive this daily encouragement, text the word UPLIFT to the number 334-310-4278. Again, text the word UPLIFT to the number 334-310-4278. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Hart Ramsey's UPLIFT. Stay connected with Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hart Ramsey. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey.
1: Okay, Pastor how does I pertain to me, describe the death that's going on in your life right now. No, let me describe it for you. Relationships are dying. Finances are drying up. Children are rebelling. Marriage is crumbling. Can I, should I go on? Body is sick. Should we go on? The more we talk about it, you see this death working all around you. And you say, how do we stop this death? This only life can stop death. And the life is in the, for the word of God, the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, making it operative, making it energizing and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates to the dividing line of the breath of life, which is the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of the joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. The Bible says the word of God does all this, but as far as you concern, is it's just words on the paper. How many of you see where, where we're missing? It? How, many, how many see where we're missing? It? Yeah, we got to change this now. Watch this now. So in the pages of your Bible, they appear lifeless. But number one, we have to receive them as truth, believe them as fact, or factor the word into my situation. I got to get it in my heart, speak it out my mouth, and watch this now. I got to do it with boldness and confidence so that they could come alive. These words were alive when God spoke them. Now, let me, how many of you know what the term empty means? Empty. If I give you a box and I say to you, it's empty, what, what am I saying to you? There's what? There's nothing in it. So let me ask you a question. If I give you the said box and I say to you, the box is empty, will you, how many of you, your curiosity will still have you to open it? I, I, me too. I, I open it. I, I just open it. How many of you, if I give you the box and say, this box is empty, by the way, and it feels like you won't even open it? Yeah, that's some people. But most of us in the room would agree, if I gave you a box and said the box is empty, you open it anyway? Okay. Now, suppose I give you a light box and says to you, there's something in it. Or we stand back and we look at 10 boxes with numbers on them. And I say, there's nothing. Oh, I said, boxes one through nine are empty, but box 10 is full. And you say, well, can I check it out? I say, yeah. And you go up and you start lifting each box. And you get the box nine and you say, these are light. And you get the box 10, it's light too. Would you not think I'm pulling your leg if box 10 feels just like nine through one? But I say to you, no, these are empty. That's full. How many of you will really have to open box 10 now? <laughs> well, listen to what I'm about to tell you you have spent your life, and this, I'm, 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 the reason that God is against deception, purposefully telling people lies to mislead them, is because God understands that once the human heart has received enough empty words, they don't expect words to be full anymore. And you spend your life lying and being lied to And then when God comes to you and says, this box is full, you just can't believe it. You know why? You've never had a full box before. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 45. Oh, this is worth it. Everybody say, this is worth it. This is worth it. It is worth it. I'm going to show you. How many of you have been lied to before? Put your hand up. You been lied to? Put your hand down. When the person was talking, how many of you knew he were lying? Yeah? What about this? How many of you have been lied to and but the person put the tag on it, I promise? How many of you know when they were promising they were lying? Can I ask you a question? Many of you are not bold enough to call a person out. So what were you thinking in your heart? Just start talking about it. What were you thinking? you mm, lying. How many of you didn't even say, well, you were, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I heard that before. How many just 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 smile and say, "Mm, "Okay"? How many say, "Oh, you think we'll see"? How many of you have been asked by a liar to do something so they could do something in return, and you knew they weren't going to do it, so you didn't do it. Uh, I, I, I tell you, I don't, have, I don't have money now, but i tell you what, come over, come on tomorrow, i have it there. You, how many of you know they're lying, they lying? Yeah, lying. Lying, they've done nothing before. How many of you say, well, I, I'm going to get my money? But you, you know they're not going to be there? The very fact they told you to come tomorrow, me they ain't going to be How many of you know folk like that? Well, every time you encounter that, you register something in your heart that says people can't be trusted. Don't believe worse. Matter of fact, in the islands, there's a statement. You know what it says? A promise is a comfort to a fool. I grew up with this statement. I grew up hearing people say, a promise is a comfort to a fool. And when I came to the church, and they started talking to me, about the, to me about the promises of God, I said in my mind, a promise is a comfort to a fool. And God spent years retraining me through meditating on his word, retraining me to see his words differently, box number 10 differently from all the other boxes. All these boxes are empty, but that box is full. Everybody say, that box is full. That Deuteronomy chapter 32, look at verse 45. And Moses made an end of speaking all these words. Everybody say words. Words, words to the children of Israel. And he said unto them, set your heart... Unto all the words which shall te- testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do, all the words of this law. Now, next verse. For it is not a vain thing for you. Put another translation up there of the same verse. Another translation. He says, yes, this is no small matter for you. Go to the next translation. He said, these instructions are not what? Shout those two words out. Empty. Shout it out again. He said, the instructions I'm giving you, they're not empty words. They're full. There's something in them. There's something in these words that you, oh Lord, Father, we got to get, there's something in these words you're hearing. And every time you come to church and get the answer and walk away and dismiss it from your mind, you have just dismissed all that life. All that life. You know, I was in, I, We were passing this church. This church was in Ozark. Never going get above two hundred people. Just get up to, above two hundred, drop back down. And and one word from the Lord, move the church to Dothan. Go to the north side. One sentence. People used to ask me, how is it your teaching gift is so huge and your church is so small? They said, we can't understand this. Pastor Wallace in Delaware used to say, something said, it's demonic, something is wrong. You know what it was? I was just not in the right place, but the word, when the word came, it struck my heart. I meditated that thing for a whole year till it magnified, until I had to move the church. And the time we came here, it started growing and won't stop. And it's still growing now. The pastor, the empty church, I don't care what you see, I don't know what I'm saying, it's still growing now. Watch this now. But you know what the difference was? The difference, everybody was telling me what their opinion, what they thought. But when God spoke, his words were full. His words were. He said, these instructions are not empty words. They are your they are your what? Listen to what the man of God told the people of God. He said, the words I'm speaking, to, they're not empty. He said, matter of fact, you know what you watch this. Boxes number one through nine are empty. But box number 10 is full. So you say, I got to see for myself. And when you open it, you know what you find in there? You. You find the life you were looking for. You found the life that you dreamt of. You found the life that you thought would never exist because you'd passed your prime or because you'd been through a divorce or because you'd come out of jail or because of whatever the situation was. You found the life. And you know where it came from? It didn't come from you hustling. It oh, no, 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 no. You said, you I said, passed my prime. It did not come from your prime. It did not come from you struggling and, and doing all you can do, stress, struggle, and strain. It came out that box of the word. If The word was full.
0: Mm. everybody
1: said that, that word is full something is in it for you but you know what I'm, I'm telling you I teach in this church all the time and what I can sense is I can sense when you're grasping things I can sense when you're not grasping things and I can sense when you don't know guess which one I'm sensing now you still don't know We don't know. We've been lied to for so long that you don't believe. Pastor, if you knew me, that thing that you said God said to me, God can't be talking to me if you knew me. And it's all about you. Jesus said, no. He said, you didn't have life. You didn't have any life. He said, you were dead in trespasses and sins. He said, God sent me with your life. He was the life and the light of men. He came to light every man that came into the world. He came to enlighten us and show us, listen, you, you tapped out, but you can find life in me. The Bible says, our lives are hid with Christ in God. You were dead in trespasses and sin, but he came to give you life. And how does he get the life to you? He speaks it through words. The Bible says it's through, through the promises of God. These, these are Great and precious promises. We can become partakers of the divine nature. We begin to share in God's life through his words. But as I preach this this morning, as your pastor, I sense from you, you still are not convinced. You still don't know. And so, you know what? I sense like Israel, there's a veil. And so what has to happen is I got to keep saying this over and over and over again. And you listen, I'm going to tell you you one thing about it. He said, Pastor, but I've heard it before. It didn't work. Because when you got it, you dismissed it. Look what he says. He says, these instructions are not empty words. They are your life. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land you will occupy when you cross the Jordan. He says, if, "He said, here's, what, here's the key. The key is you just do them. Don't, don't take the word obedience as, as something I got to do, a performance. Don't take performance. Think this is the way I open the box. This is the way I. Open the box. So every time, every time a person, they call you, invite you to misbehavior, and they, and they say, come go with us, you think, uh uh-uh. uh. No, no, I can't go. What well, do they say? Why? Just think to yourself, this is the way I open the box. This is the way, the way I open the box. Is full, these words are full of life. The way I open it is I do them. And when I do them, it unleashes this life to me. Everybody shout life. Now, now, tell me you don't need life. All that dying that's going on around you and within you. Pastor, I could have died when he said he didn't want me anymore. When they gave me that pink slip, I could have died. When I saw that electric bill, I could have died. When she called me out in front of everyone, everyone I could have just died. All that death around you. Can I ask you a question? If there's no life in the box that God says, where are you gonna find life? I was, I, I was ordained Pentecostal. We would shout a whole night, from seven to midnight, dance in the spirit, shout, speak in tongues, knock stuff over leaves, sweaty, and go back to our death. I was ordained word of faith. We'll prophesy and lay hands all night, fall out in the spirit. And wake and get up off the ground and go back to our death you know why because life can only be found one piece in the word everybody says in the word
0: we hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of on course with Hart ramsey we invite you to join the ncc family for our weekly services in dothan and montgomery alabama and atlanta georgia For service times and locations, visit our website at nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. You can follow Pastor Hart on social media at Hart Ramsey on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow our church on Twitter at nccfamily, on Instagram at Northview Christian Church, and on Facebook by searching for Northview Christian Church. Be sure to join us next time as we dive into God's word and get on course with Hart Ramsey.